Welcome into the Fresh Take Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and today is Wednesday, January 29th, and today we have a very special interview with Indiana Hoosiers wide receiver and NFL prospect, Donovan Hale. Donovan and I talk about his journey and how he's preparing for the NFL draft. Later on, I will be talking about the remembrance of Kobe Bryant. But first, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and we love not spending any money, and like, and, I mean, it's a human thing that we love free stuff. And there's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can also make money off your podcast. So it's free, you're making money, it's kind of a win-win situation. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you got to do is just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, let's get right into our interview with Donovan Hale. All right, today we have a very special guest, and that is NFL draft prospect and Indiana Hoosiers wide receiver, Donovan Hale. Donovan, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now, I think we got to talk about your career at Indiana. You recorded 1,217 yards on 85 catches with 11 touchdowns, and I actually have a perfect completion percentage with a passing touchdown that went 49 yards. How would you reflect on your college career with the Hoosiers? Uh, it was a pretty good career. Uh, first off, I just want to thank everybody, um, you know, for giving me the opportunity to be able to play at Indiana University. But uh, yeah, overall, I felt like it was a good. <clears throat> I had a good career, you know. I, um, you know, I kind of battled some injuries throughout my career, but uh, at the end of the day, I think it was a pretty uh, good career, and I'm grateful for it. You threw a 49-yard touchdown against Ohio State just this past season. What was going through your head when you heard that thing? And when you completed it, what was your reaction? Uh, well, we had just been going um, through it in practice, you know, so we had been working on it. And uh, we got to the game, and it was called, and I was like, okay, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully I, I, I get it there. So uh, when it happened, he was wide open, so, I, you know, I didn't really have to make a pinpoint pass. I kind of just had to get it to him. And uh, it worked out. You guys have like a special play, uh, call for that play? Uh, we did. I, I forgot what it was called. Though, <laughs> we had your head coach uh, Tom Allen on the show in the past. What's your favorite moment with Coach Allen? My favorite moment with Coach Allen. Uh, it had to be. Um, I want to say it was. Um, it was one of our rainy. It might have been Virginia. Maybe or Georgia Southern. One of those games. One of those years. He was um. We had one, and it was like raining and cold, and it was freezing outside. And um, he just he ran over after one of his interviews. Some he was just you know high five and everybody that stayed um at the game and stayed with us through the freezing cold. And, you know he just he's just a man of passion. You know you know seeing that he really appreciates our fan support. Did you guys ever try to play like any pranks on him or have fun with him? With your NFL built, what player would you compare yourself to? Uh, I would probably, I would say Julio, Julio Jones. With Julio Jones too, like, is that a, is that a player that you try to copy his work a little bit or have his work ethic? Yeah, he's, um, you know, I play, I played QB, um, growing up. So Cam Newton was uh, always one of my favorite players, and I used to watch him a lot. But you know, once I tra- got to college and um, switched to receive, I started. You know, watching Julio just because he was one of, 
you know, a bigger receiver like I am. What game or play stands out to you the most at Indiana? Um, I would probably say my favorite play against was against Michigan State. Uh, my one-handed catch in the end zone on third and seven to go up um, on them in the fourth. And I would say my favorite game was when I went back home to Miami, uh, Florida, to play against FIU, and I had a we had a bunch of fans out there come come up from Largo. And I had two touchdowns that game. That was probably one of my favorite games. Who has been the biggest influence on you? Um, you know, it's a, it's a few. Um, I would say my mom, my dad, and um, my granddad. But I would say from like the sports perspective, I would say my dad, just because you know he uh, he went off to play professional basketball. You know, I kind of want to follow his footsteps and be able to play football. What are you currently working on to improve yourself during the off season? Um, really just getting back uh, fully healthy, 100%. You know, I just had a knee surgery not too long ago, and I'm just trying to get back healthy right now. What do you want these NFL teams and scouts to know about you? Uh, just that I'm a big physical receiver, and I can make the tough and competitive play. We understand you have a two-year-old son, Weston, and what have you gained from being a dad? And could you tell us more about your son? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just being a dad, it's just... Uh, you know, it just, he just brings so much, you know, energy out of me. He, he brings a lot of me that I never thought was possible. You know, I'm used to, you know, just chilling, sitting around. But he he always want to want to play and stuff. And I don't know if he got that from me or who he got that from, <laughs> but he's always hyper and just wants to run around and play with me. And he just brought out um he brought out another you know level in me. But he's a you know he's a pretty big dude. You know, we got a big background. Um, a family, my mom, uh, his mom, and. Me, you know, we have pretty tall family, so um, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty big one. Are you going to try to get him to play football? Uh, he can play whatever he wants to play, <laughs> to be honest. I, I really don't care. If you want to play football, he can play football. I don't really encourage it. <laughs> so, so that's a little easy on the body, but hey, if you want to play football, he can. Are you a PlayStation 4 or Xbox type of person? Oh, I'm on the PlayStation. What, uh, what games do you usually play? Oh, uh, right now I'm, I'm on the... Uh, the most recent Call of Duty, I played that uh, a lot. I haven't really played since um, Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2 uh, a while ago. I think I was in middle school when that came out, and that was like the last one I like really, really was into. All the other ones, I didn't like. I kind of like Black Ops 1, but um, yeah, this one is, is probably one of my favorites. Are you a Madden or 2K type of guy? Ah, uh, a while ago, I used to be Madden. I think I'm, I'm more of a 2K guy now. I have Madden. I don't have Ooh. 2K, but I don't play it. When you play Madden, what team do you usually play with? Uh, I usually play with the Panthers. You like using that Cam Newton? Yeah, I like using Cam. <laughs> now, you grew up near Florida, and I believe I saw one interview. You're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm right. yeah I am. How do you feel with the whole Jameis Winston situation? Should they bring him back or let him walk? Uh, I... I honestly don't know too much of that. You know, I'm kind of sick of the Bucks. You know, <laughs> we ain't been good in, in years, so I, I honestly I don't know, and I really don't care. I just hope we figure out something. Who do you got winning the Super Bowl this Sunday? Uh, I gotta go. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, but I'm always wrong, so we'll see. All right. Lastly, we all know about the situation with Kobe Bryant. Uh, how much did Kobe mean to you? I mean, he. He meant a lot, you know. He he paved the way, you know, for um 
for the younger, you know, for my generation, for our generation, you know, he he basically changed basketball. You know, when 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 I found out, I was, you know, obviously hurt. Everybody was, and you know, it was, it was just such a tragic loss and, and very unexpected. Appreciate you joining the show, Donovan. I wish you the best of luck with the NFL draft, and I'll be watching your journey. Hope to see big things come your way. Thank you. I appreciate you for having. Thank you again to Donovan Hale for joining the show today. It was great to have him. Hopefully we get to have him on later on in the near future. If you want to follow him on Twitter, make sure you do that at DonHale96. That is D-O-N-H-A-L-E 96. We wish him the best of luck through his journey and the NFL uh, draft process. And hopefully you get to see his name being called and get to see him play on Sundays or I guess Thursdays somewhat Saturdays too. Hopefully we get to see him play in the NFL is what I'm trying to say. Great. If you watch his tape, great receiver. And like he said, he is a big receiver. He looks like Julio Jones out there. Hopefully he can have a successful uh, draft process, career, and everything to him like that. And also stay healthy, Donovan. We love to see you. And your highlight tapes, you're a special player. Hopefully we get to see that uh, continue on. And also, I, I mean, I have no problem with this, but we have that like Indiana uh, Hoosier connection here on this podcast. We had a... Uh, uh, Damian Willis Jr. last year in April, and then later on we had I had uh, Tom Allen come on the podcast, and I met Tom Allen at the uh, Big Ten conf. Uh, I guess I think it was a conference um, in Chicago. Uh, it was at the Hilton, I believe, uh, on Michigan Avenue. And luckily, if you're at North Central College, if you're if you're part of sports management, they they want you to volunteer. So I say, hey, like, why not? Like, I mean, this would be great to know. I know Big Ten Media Days or the Big Ten. Oh yeah, that's what it is. The big the, the Big Ten Media Day. There you go. Uh, Big Ten Network is going to be there. ESPN, Fox. Like this is a perfect opportunity to meet some people and everything like that. Uh, network a little bit. Well, yeah, I had uh, I had Tom Allen. That was my guy that I had to bring around and you know take him places to the correct booths and everything like that. So hey, that was fun. We had the Indiana connection. Have no problem with that. I've yet to see a Hoosier game though, so I'm going to have to do that. Either if they play Northwestern or I'm going to have to drive down to Bloomington, Indiana, which is might be tough because I'm moving to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So that might be tough. So, hey, Indiana, I don't know if you have any matches, matchups in on the West Coast anytime soon. Or, hey, maybe get into a bowl game on the West Coast. That would be pretty cool. And I would love, love to attend an Indiana game. I mean, I have to do it during the – and here's the thing. It sucks during the school year because of uh, I'm the sports director here at a radio station. So nine times out of ten, I have to be calling the football games here. So I can't be like, all right, let me call this football game and drive down to Indiana in time to watch that game. Uh, so hopefully one day I can. I know for sure one day I'm going to have to take a day off because I want to go see that Indiana – or excuse me, that Notre Dame versus Clemson game. I don't care how much the tickets are. Clemson doesn't come to the Midwest, so I'm going to have to see that game. Big Clemson guy here, even though we lost in the national championship. But, hey, Trevor Lawrence is a monster. Travis Etienne's coming back. Justin Ross, I mean, the crew, I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm already excited. And they got what, like a couple guys that they, they drafted the number one um, – player in the recruiting class of 2021 they got their a four-star recruit at tight end like come on the rich keep on getting richer i mean lsu is going to be very tough for the next couple of years so that's scary Ohio state everything but luckily the acc is kind of weak so i don't have to really deal with this like a free ride to the uh college football playoffs i wonder if the committee's gonna be like all right we can't let this keep happening but it's clemson you can't you, you can't do anything about it because they're so good but um Anyway, I think we got to transition over to, and this might be a tough brought. This might be a tough episode to listen to. Um, what happened over the weekend? It, it was very sad. Uh, Kobe Bryant passing away at the age of forty-one in a helicopter crash. 
I found out the news in bed. Um, I was I helped my dad move on Saturday, and I was like, eh, I'm just gonna take like I'm just gonna relax, just lay in bed and watch some TV, Netflix, whatever, getting ready for the Pro Bowl. So I woke up at ten, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go back to sleep. I, there's nothing to watch, whatever. I get some rest. So I woke up around noon, and I got a. I'm in a group chat, uh, Cream City Central on Discord. Uh, that I write with, and someone sent a screenshot of TMZ's article of Kobe Bryant has passed away. It was posted at 10.25 Central Time. So I was like, this can't be real, because if it was real, like, if this was like, I mean, 10.25, this is a two-hour difference between me waking up and when it first was published. Like, I didn't hear anything about it. Like, I was sure, like, people would be texting me. I would have gotten calls. I would have gotten all these notifications Nothing happened. Then 10 minutes later, I go on, I mean, I'm on Twitter trying to f- figure out if this is true. I see a, a verified reporter tweeting about it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, hey, maybe he's lying. I don't know. I mean, you can't trust everyone that's verified on Twitter. And then I see more and more and more. Then I see like the county's police department. And I just couldn't, I was like, no way. This can't be real. This can't, like, this is misidentifying. So I'm looking at Kobe Bryant's Twitter because I'm feeling like if it, I mean, if, if this wasn't real, Kobe would tweet something about it and nothing, 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 nothing. And then when Woj tweeted about it, that's when I knew like, oh my God, this actually happened. And for me, I don't know if for everyone else, I'm pretty sure for everyone else, but felt like time froze because I, I couldn't believe it. Like I, I refuse to believe that Kobe Bryant was there. Like it was Kobe Bryant that passed away in a helicopter crash. I refused. I refused to believe it. So I went outside. I went to the dorm, uh, like hall or whatever, or we're at the, the lobby to watch TV. Because if I watch TV on my uh, PlayStation, because I don't have the uh, connection for the cable, uh, so if I watch it ESPN on my TV, I'm a little delayed, and I can't watch like ABC or Fox or CNN. So I went to the lobby. I want to. I want to go pull up ESPN, and. Uh, yeah, they were talking about it, and it was it was a struggle. And then you got these rumors too, saying like, "Oh, the, everyone was on playing the wife and all the kids." And I'm like, "That if that is true, like that this is like the worst. I mean, it's already a terrible story. This would be by far the worst story I've ever heard. This would be like this would be a an, like a it's already a huge tragedy, but this would be a massive, massive tragedy. And um, I, and that's bad reporting by ABC." And I believe also like NBC, like the NBC station out out in LA around near uh, the county. That was bad reporting by them because why are you going to spread that if it's not true? And also you got to take a sh- also you got to be very disappointed in TMZ. And I'm not shocked. Uh, they didn't let the family know. They just posted it out there saying, "Yeah, let's let's do it." And I I feel bad for Vanessa and the other kids. Um, I mean, because uh, Gigi was also in the in the in the. Um, in the plane crash or helicopter crash. And I, I still refuse to believe it. I mean, all these things are coming out. I'm like, no, this can't be true. Can't be true. And I, I, I don't cry as much. I don't, I rarely cry. And I'm not going to lie there. I, I pretty much cried the whole, um, the whole day. Um, because I, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe everything that, um, was happening. I mean, time froze and it felt like the longest day of my life. I kept looking at my phone. I kept look I kept watching Sports Center. I kept uh I kept looking at Twitter. I was like this can't be. I I want to report saying no, this is not real. It's not Kobe, it's not Gigi. 
and just none of them came in. And I mean, I, I mean, just the whole Sunday sucked. It was absolutely shitty. Like I, I did not want to watch the Pro Bowl. I didn't want to do anything. I, I have a sports show here on North Central's uh, radio station, WNC, called From the Upper Deck. I didn't want to come in. I didn't. And I felt like, and I really felt like canceling the show because of what happened. But and in my head, too, I was like, well, I have not been on the show for the past two weeks because of the Packers being in the playoffs. And I, I, just, I need to be on. And I think this was a topic that needs to be talked about a little bit on the air. And hopefully, if it does get emotional on the air, we, you know, take a break or whatever. Uh, we didn't get to that uh, emotional part, but I mean, it was, we talked about like the Cubs and Nicholas Castellanos and I mean, what the Bears should do and what's happening in the NBA that wasn't Kobe Bryant, the standings, the All-Stars. And it was hard not to look at our phones and watch the TV in our uh, station to just pay attention to what we were talking about. And I'll probably admit, I'll, I mean, I'm not going to listen to the show. Because, first of all, I mean, we talked about Kobe, and it's not fun uh, to go back on that. And, you know, little, like, cracks in our voice, it's not, not fun to go back on that. But um, it was not a good show because we were not, we were definitely not focused with what was happening and what we were talking about with North Central sports and Chicago sports and whatever was the Pro Bowl and et cetera like that. So it was tough, man. And, I mean, just with Kobe Bryant – and. This is this is a guy. I'm be honest. I'm not a Laker fan. I'm not, but I'm a Bulls fan. Watch Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, uh, Joe Keem, Carlos, Taj, but we watched Kobe Bryant because he was great. I mean, th- this was like comparable to like Michael Jordan. I mean, you you if you saw Kobe Bryant, he almost played exactly like Michael Jordan. Maybe not as successful. I mean, obviously Michael Jordan undefeated in the playoffs. And one of the, I mean, the first ones to ever be like crowned like the greatest of all time, really. But um, I mean, we look at it, and I mean, this was like this generation's Michael Jordan. Uh, Kobe was Kobe Bryant because of the success he he had, the right mentality, the Mamba mentality, and what he meant. And he was a great role model. Great role model. I know he had one incident that wasn't good. I know. And we can't hold that over his head. I, I, I can't. I've seen people. I saw one person on Twitter holding this over his head. I'm like, this is not the time and place and to do that right now. And it was unspeakable what she was saying. And I, I blocked her. I did not want that negativity on my timeline. I did not want to see that. I did not want people retweet. I didn't want people, people like quoting it, commenting on it. I just didn't want to see it because it was absolutely disgusting and what was going on. That happened in 2003, Okay. You're really going to hold a grudge for 17 years. And it was whatever happened in that hotel. And Kobe, Kobe, I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. And we shouldn't talk about it that really. But, I mean, I thought Jay Williams said it best. And this was a this was a situation where anything can happen any second. Life isn't guaranteed. Every day you have a risk. And, I mean, I text... I text everyone on my phone. I text my, I texted close friends. I texted uh, coaches. I texted um, family members, and I told them I love you. I love you because whatever. And I don't really have a grudge towards people. I don't hold grudges. I don't really have bad relationships with people. But if I do, and if I did, if someone did not like what I did, I would tell. I just told them I love you. I love you. And I text my sisters, my my uh, my mom. Asked me, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I mean, just hit hard. 
this hit hard because it's not this is a routine helicopter just going point a point b and kobe bryant 41 years old gg 13 years old and a father and a daughter going down like that and obviously other passengers going down too seven other uh lives were taken too just snapping a finger no matter who you are you can be one of the richest guys one of the poorest guys one of the most famous guys one of the unknown guys anything can happen and jay williams said it best if you have any shit going on with anyone clean it fix it because again you don't want any of that to you know you don't know what's going to happen you're going to hold that and i mean i thought and jay williams that was amazing and of course you know shaq being affected the whole nba and i thought i really would really hoping that the nba would cancel games and I understand the early games because when this whole stuff broke out, it was 12 o'clock, and you have players at the, the at the stadiums and the and the players on the courts. It's hard to cancel a game and send players and uh, fans home like that. I understand. I was kind of disappointed in, in the night games. I, I would have canceled those games, postponed it. But I did I did think what NBA players taking an eight court uh, eight second violation or 24 second violation that was awesome. That was awesome, and you're seeing players now. They're not going to wear number eight and number twenty-four. The Dallas Mavericks returning number twenty-four. I mean, this was this was a, this is a big deal, and I don't care. The, I mean, I my mom is not even a basketball fan. I mean, she was when the Jordan era happened, but she after that didn't care anything about basketball. She still does it. I watch basketball when I go back home. She's like, turn that off. I don't care. I want to watch The Bachelor. I want to watch this. I want to watch Netflix. Like, mom, it's. It's Lakers versus Clippers. Mom, it's uh, Bucks versus Celtics. This is a big game. I want, like, no, go in the other room. I'm like, but this is the big team. I'm like, all right, whatever. So, um, and, yeah, she's not a big fan of basketball, but she felt affected by it. My professors today um, telling us, like, yeah, I mean, this is – this is not just from a human standpoint or an idolizing standpoint. This is also a father standpoint where, I mean, Kobe Bryant, a – Four, uh, a father of four and dying with one of his uh, daughters too. And Gigi was special. And he, she was close to Kobe. I mean, the mama mentality. And I thought it was awesome when we that interview with uh, Kobe and they're asking Kobe like, hey, do you want a boy? And like, you want someone to carry on the tradition of, you know, your legacy and everything like that? And Gigi just says, I mean, why can't I do it? And I thought that was a great um she looks like she was another like image of kobe a little bit i mean if you saw her highlight reel uh, i mean what she was doing uh fadeaway three-pointer or not three-pointers but like fadeaway shots and you know the defense and the heart the, i mean and then working out with kobe in the gym i mean this was it, it was tough man and i have friends that are lakers fans and they were devastated i was devastated and I mean, really, I mean, as a Bull fan, like you didn't like Kobe because he was so good. He was so so good. But um, at the end of the day, you got to appreciate greatness. And I, and I'm one of those people now where we can't debate that anymore. We gotta we gotta appreciate what we have. We can't say who's the greatest of all time. Yeah, we might have an opinion still, but I don't think there's a point to argue that anymore because you have Michael, you have LeBron, you have Kobe. Those guys don't last long. I mean, in the end, I don't want to say last long in the NBA. I mean, LeBron's going to play for what, maybe three or four more years, maybe. But at some point, that's going to end. And you're never going to see that again. And it's very hard to find players like that. I mean, they're, that's why they're generational type talent. I mean, that's why we think Zion could be the next, like, 
generational type talent. John Morant. Uh, we've said this about other people, and they're not generational type. They're good, they're great, but they're not excellent. They're not experts at their craft of what they do. I mean, it's it's amazing. And even like when I went to bed, and granted, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I, I posted saying, I appreciate you all. I love you guys. No matter what, I will love you guys, and I appreciate it. And if we have any bad you know stuff going on, I'm sorry. And I thought Kendrick Perkins did that too uh, with Kevin Durant. He instantly tweeted saying, KD, I'm sorry. I love you, brother, and uh, let's clear this shit right now. And um, it was tough. I mean, it's tough. I mean, just from idolizing Kobe, being a fan of basketball, um, a father, um, I mean, this this was tough. This was tough, and it's still tough, man. And, you know, I feel comfortable talking about it now. I mean, I, that's why I did not uh, want to – do an episode on Monday, just first of all, to pay respect to Kobe. And, um, you know, and I don't think it was the right time to talk about it too, to have an episode because everyone's still swallowing this a little bit. And even still today, people are lined up in the Staples centers, uh, outside. I mean, trying to pay their respects. And I mean, at the United center, people were writing on the cement or on the concrete, just saying they love Kobe and Gigi. And, um, I mean, even still today, I mean, you're going to see players and coaches where, Lakers number 24 number eight everywhere they go because I mean just the I just what happened and again that the earth felt like time froze a little bit and it was the longest day ever I was hoping that I wake up on Monday and it wouldn't be real it was as real as it got and it's tough man and it's still tough and you know when I when I see the videos on Sports Center like when these Twitters make these montages these two minute 20 second videos it's tough to watch them, and I, I hate watching them because I, I know I'm going to tear up. I know. Um, you can get the sad music in the background, him huggy Gigi. I mean, it's sad uh, because there was so much potential. And it was especially, still with Kobe, too. I mean, he was an Oscar winner. I mean, he, he attacked every day with life that, you know, that Mamba mentality. He attacked that, and you know Gigi was going to be special. And for a 13-year-old life to be taken that early, I mean, it's a tragedy. And sp- same with Kobe. Um that th- this happened, and here's the thing: you gotta feel for Vanessa. You lose your your husband and your daughter, and um, I believe this was Vanessa and Kobe's. Like I want to say for sure, Vanessa. I'm not I'm not gonna speak on Kobe's behalf, but uh, Vanessa's like first boyfriend and first love, and losing it like that, it's tough. And and helicopter crash. I mean, you have to imagine like the the fear and you know Gigi and Kobe and. Um, just everything that was going on, man, and it's tough. And you can see, like Tracy McGrady, how this affects him. Shaq, uh, you know the TNT crew, uh, sport, ESPN anchors, Sports Center anchors. Uh, I mean, this is tough, and this is not gonna go, and this shouldn't go away for a long time. We, it should remain, it should be stuck in our heads, in our hearts, our emotions for a long, long time, because that's the power of sports and what it does. And um, these are two great, great people that you know uh, was taken so early. And I mean, I mean, you you look at Kobe's career. I mean, just his top ten moments, uh, um, his sixty point final game, and I thought that was awesome by ESPN re-airing that. I watched it and I cried. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I cried because that is the Kobe's last game, and that's the last time really like we would see him play basketball. Uh, granted, he was done. He was he did not want to come back to basketball. But granted, that's his last game, man. April 13, 2016, when he scored 60 
points in his last game, man. No one's ever done that. No one has done that. And coming back from behind, beating the Utah Jazz, that was great. Uh, they retired two jerseys. When do you see that in any franchise, especially the Lakers, an iconic franchise, retiring two jerseys, passing Michael Jordan on the all-time list. I mean, the free throws after tearing his Achilles. Like, you don't see, though. You do not see that. You do not see. Kobe was special, man. Um, and that's why, I mean, like Richard Sherman, he said, like, yeah, when, when Kobe did it, I want to have that mentality where I can still be out there. I can walk off the field just fine. I mean, Kobe, back-to-back titles, Olympic gold, what, a three-peat, I believe, too. Uh, 62 points in three quarters. The 81-point game. Um, the alley-oop in Game 7 is Shaq. I mean, the, it, it, what he did was special, man. It, it sucks because they both of them were special. And, unfortunately, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I, I was a little disappointed with uh, the NBA, you know, canceling that Lakers and Clippers game. I understand the reasoning. But I thought that was a great chance for an iconic moment between the Lakers, the, the city of L.A., really. Both teams in L.A. to represent Kobe. And uh, granted, it, it was, it's still going to be a special moment when these two teams play. And maybe, yeah, it's too soon. Emotions are still uh, high for athletes. And, I mean, you see Tyson Chandler, Austin Rivers, Larry Nance Jr., I mean, DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi. I mean, this is Giannis Antetokounmpo deleted all social media because he did not want to see all this stuff on his Twitter page or all any social media platforms, Kobe was iconic, man. And it, it really, it's a tragedy. And, I mean, if you were a sports person or not even a sports person, this affected everyone, everyone, because obviously from the idol standpoint um, and the father standpoint, um, even even as a mother standpoint, uh, this effect this affected everyone, man, and it sucks to see a legend this young and a child this young to go. Um, no, again, my thoughts and prayers are out to the families affected in that, because um, there's other there are seven other victims in this uh, crash, and um, it, it really is a tragedy, man. And hopefully, I mean, I would love to see. It's not going to happen, but I thought a great idea would happen was the NBA should cancel one game to make it. Just and the one game should be near Kobe Bryant and Gigi's funeral. So every if if a player wants to attend, they can attend, and um, let it and let there be eighty-one games in this season. And someone tweeted at me like, "Oh, well, you can't make this an exception, or you can't make this for, like you can't do that, or you have to do that for like every NBA great that dies." No, not every NBA gra- day, uh, great dies like the way that Kobe did, and like. How not NBA, yeah, usually you expect like NBA greats and everyone to grow old a little bit. And that happens. That happens. And um, like that is, that's, that's the how it should happen. Not, unexpe- not unexpectedly where, you know, people are at work or, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in my bed just watch, trying to watch the pro or getting ready to watch the Probo, Pro Bowl. And then all of a sudden, like I get surprised and like I shouldn't be shocked. I shouldn't be in that state of shock for the whole day and be like, this really happened. And it's unfortunate. It really is. And again, their families, the ones affected are my thoughts and prayers. I mean, the NBA family, uh, because, I mean, players played with him, played against him, brothers taught him. Uh, He taught uh, other players as well. It sucked. It it, it was really, um, it sucked. And I thought... It was great for Kobe too. Um, you know, everyone's using that girl dad, and that's awesome. 
that's awesome. Everyone, I mean, I'm I'm 21, man. I don't have a kid or anything. I don't plan on having a kid for a long time. But um, it's awesome that Kobe embraced having a girl. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, by the way. But, you know, when, like, you had that interview with someone, like, oh, well, who's going to carry on your legacy? Yeah, my daughter's going to do it. And you have a problem with that, so what? She's going to do it. And um, that's awesome, man. Went with Kobe. And, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to have a hold back tears a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an emotional thing, and no, and I thought I I was almost about to cry in this class today. I mean, when my sports professor mentioned it, and we talked about like what does this mean for sports, and how does this, why does this affect us, and I'm like, man, don't do this, man. I don't want to. I don't. I did not plan on crying in sales class today, man. Let's not do this today. Um, but uh, it was. I mean, great career, great person, and Kobe and Gigi, and life's just taken too soon. Um, it sucks, man. And again, like Jay Williams said, if you have anything against anyone, clear that shit up now, man. Because again, tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's not. And anything can happen in the blink of an eye. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate everyone that listens, uh, to the podcast. I know we're not big and hopefully one day we can't become big. But, um, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, the ones that listen and everyone out there that can, that will listen. Um, I hope, yeah, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, it sucks and we'll get through it. Everyone will get through it, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Kobe today would want us to get through it. And again, that mama mentality, he would want us to attack life every day. Like it was our last, you know? That's what Kobe did, and you know, and worked, worked, worked twenty four seven. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm, I'll admit, I'm a little of a lazy guy. You know, sometimes, you know, I take the easy route a little bit, but I think that's over and done with. And this, this wakes me up. This, um, this, um, I mean, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, what? I mean, this, this is going to change the mindset of many people. And I mean, you're seeing it now. So again, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, listening. I appreciate the followers too. And hopefully the new ones that come in as well. I'm going to appreciate you guys. Love you guys all the time. Uh, if you're affected by it, let me know too. Um, you know, seek help. You're not, I mean, you shouldn't go through this alone. This is it a big impact? This is an idol dying. This is someone that you grew up watching. Um, I mean, it's not easy. And usually, you know, we shouldn't pick role models in there. I mean, well, yeah, role models. Yeah. But we shouldn't pick idols and like that. It's not, it's not usually good, but, um, you know, we do it anyway. Uh, but no, yeah, if you need help, let me know, uh, and seek help too. I mean, you're not the only ones affected by this. Uh, it's hard. It's tough situation. It's, it's the cards were dealt and, you know, we just have to get through it. Um, I mean, it sucks, but, um, you know, you're strong out there again. I appreciate all you guys. Um, I appreciate, I love you guys. I appreciate, uh, Donovan Hale coming on the show. We'll have more interviews coming in the soon, uh, later on too so make sure you pay attention to friday's podcast and monday's podcast and the other next week wednesday too we have a lot more interviews coming on so that's awesome so i appreciate uh everyone out there the agencies the the players coming in to take the time appreciate the listeners the followers too uh, appreciate my family friends um everyone out there man appreciate it love you guys you want to follow us on twitter you can do that at the fresh take underscore underscore uh you can follow my personal twitter at greg williams 28 in the meantime go out there Talk to your friends and family. Make sure you know. Make sure they know you appreciate appreciate them and that you love them. 
that's the most important thing that we have to be doing in the next couple of days. And pretty much every time you see them and every time you communicate with them, tell them how much you appreciate them and tell them how much you love them. All right, guys, appreciate, love you guys. Stay fresh, everyone. Hey, guys, you know, it's, uh, I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more, proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years because we didn't run. We didn't run. We played through all that stuff and we got our championships and we did it the right way. And uh, all I can do here is just thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. And uh, you know, what's funny, <laughs> the thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball on the last night. They're like, don't pass it. <laughs> 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 this has been this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys, and uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys, and uh, I love you guys, and uh, my family. To my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. <laughs>